Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Steve Nash, huh? You know we're going to have a lot to talk about, uh, New York City. Brooklyn Nets fans, Knicks fans. We're going to talk a little bit about Steve Nash. Let's do it. You know, we at the front office podcast, we like to have the greatest in technology we like to use the best studio equipment and nothing like uh, a software company letting you download their software for free allowing you to record 20 minutes of your podcast and then basically saying (laughs) pumping static into it to make you force you to buy their stuff uh sam are you are as annoyed with technology as i am right now Oh, I'm beyond. I'm beyond annoyed at this point. It's kind of like uh, what we were talking about before, where you, where Apple makes everything start to go slow, so you could buy another thousand dollar phone. I know it's it's yeah. I mean, at this point, I I just expect the worst. Good segue, because <laughs> a lot <laughs> of people expected the worst in terms of uh, uh, of our coaching choices. I I'll never understand the Tyrone Lou uh uh fans. Like everyone was like, "Ah, oh, it's a lock. KD and Kyrie is going to pick this team. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about, Eve. It's going to be Ty Lue. It's not going to be it was never going to be Ty Lue. Are, are are you sad today that it's not Ty Lue Ty Lue uh uh Sam? No, I'm I'm very very happy that it's not Ty Lue. This this to me is like minus Popovich, which I think would have been, I think it interesting. I think some would say it's insane that I'm saying it wouldn't be a massive home run. But like I don't know, the idea of a 71 year old coach moving a moving to the other side of the country, who's who hasn't dealt with the New York media and stuff like that. I don't know. I th- seventy year old seventy one year olds are stuck in their ways. You're yeah. not going to get a seventy one year old to start taking the subway. All of a sudden, yeah, coming. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, and so, Nash to me was Nash to me is exciting because, to be honest, like if we're gonna do a quick like checklist of the other guys, like I've I have never and was not that much of a fan of uh, Ty Lue. I think Van Gundy. I think the combo of Van Gundy and Kyrie seemed like a disaster in the making. I didn't want. I definitely didn't want Mark Jackson. I thought. I thought Jason Kidd was actually semi interesting just because um as we've discussed off air I like I think Kyrie and Katie needed someone who they had respect for and I think Kid is in a similar light to Nash and that he, it's hard to not respect everything he's accomplished but Nash to me brings the best of all worlds because to me he's got the trifecta he's uh incredibly smart 
He's very media savvy. Like he's on all these like podcasts all the time, whether it's with Bill Simmons or Zach Lowe or whoever it is. And the guy just knows how to deal with the, with media markets uh, very well. And then the last thing is he's a, a, a hall of fame player who's incredibly cerebral and also, but, and also was a teammate that legitimately everyone liked. Like you never hear a bad word about him. So I, but it, behind the scenes, he's probably a killer. And the most important feature of the next Nets coach needed to be the ability to tell Kyrie Irving to shut the fuck up. There's let, let's go through the list of 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 candidates, right? Ty Lue, yep. Kyrie knows it from from his Cleveland time, was a figurehead coach for for LeBron. LeBron yep. was the player coach of that team. Blatt and LeBron clashed with ideas. It, it wasn't. It wasn't the front office that was. It, it definitely wasn't us. But it wasn't the Cleveland front office that decided. You know what? Blatt isn't any good anymore. Let's hire. Let's hire Tyloo in, in in what was almost like the middle of the season or something like that. Tyloo, and I think every front office and every GM and 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 NBA understands this, which is why he's still unemployed. Ty Lue was a figurehead coach. He was there to to just be uh, the symbol of a coach on the bench, and LeBron ran the show. You you def- so that guy and Kyrie knowing that piece of, of information could not tell Kyrie to shut the fuck up. He Kyrie would look at him and go, "Oh, you ain't tell LeBron to shut the fuck up." And so yeah. he was a bad hire. Yep. I'm a I'm a Udoko. I like that hire. He's yep. the guy you go out and get if you want to build a strong defensive team out of a bunch of young draft picks. That's who the Knicks should have hired, in, in my opinion, because he also does something that that Nash can do. You can't have players who play Fortnite and have Pop relate to those guys. Pop yep. Pop Pop is not going to understand that. Right before practice, a player did a TikTok. <laughs> a, you, you understand what I'm saying? Like, pop. Yeah. If if you're trying to install a guy who's gonna go and chase these rings and 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 bring this bring this championship here, you need a guy who's gonna understand the younger players. You're gonna you're gonna even though the Nets may not look very young um, uh, uh, coming into this, but you need a guy who's flexible enough to do that. And so I I almost feel like the Nets uh couldn't have found a better choice because one they they love the small ball thing, right? You you that's yep. that's how they're going to play. It's going to infuriate me. They're going to the you know uh, what I've been seeing about these playoffs and we could talk about the playoffs after this. Um you know, I I'm I'm not in love and I'm not a believer in in, in small ball at all. I felt Playing small ball almost cost uh, the Rockets a, a, a series, um, you know, versus OKC. If if um, if Chris Paul wasn't such an, an enigmatic um, choker, like I, I'll never understand that he'll play six perfect games and be the guy throughout a series, and then at the end of a seven-game series, he just disappears, and it happens time and time and time again to to Chris Ball and um um but still that small ball you you've got to 
you've got to have Herculean efforts to do it. But if the Nets are going to just go out and blitz teams to the point where it just doesn't matter what they do on defense or how they match up, the perfect teacher for that is Steve Nash. Yep. You cannot get a better guy who kind of understands the the rudimentary ins and outs of that system that they want to run. So they got the right guy for that perspective. They got the right guy in terms of who's going to talk to these kids. You know, who's going to understand that that Jared Allen uh uh, you know, basically just invested in some in, in some computer game um, uh, a crew who's battling at some game I've never heard of. You yeah. know what I mean? Like like yep. these things culturally are so far from a Popovich, so far from a Van Gundy, so far from some of these retread coaches that you got you got those first two boxes checked of understands what we're trying to do on the court. Uh, is closer to uh, the the age of some of the players and understands the culture of the players uh, 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 of right now, and then and then most importantly, Kevin Durant will listen to uh, Steve Nash. He will trust and have faith that Steve Nash understands something that that um that he's doing or understands how to unlock or fix a problem that's happening on the court because Steve Nash is a Hall of Famer, is a player. And and then to my last point leading off of this piece right here is the personalities of the two superstars that you have needed a Steve Nash because even though I hate the small ball thing, um... Steve Nash is the type of guy that they would listen to because more KD than Kyrie. Kyrie is more when he's looking at his it's it's more existential. It's more, you know, what does basketball matter? Is it, you know, what's it's just entertainment and all, all this other yeah. bullshit. But Kevin Durant believes you have to be a player to understand this game. You have to understand the the little intricacies that adding a mid range shot, uh, uh, you know, uh, as a weapon gives the players the ability to to just improvise enough where the math on three point shots don't matter anymore, and and so having a a coach that is a player that has now moved into the senior position of of basically uh, NBA. Uh, uh, God, eh, hard to. I, I go back and forth because I I think Jason Kidd was so much better player than Steve Nash. But no matter what, yeah. he's I, a legend. Was, legends the, talk to legends. Is 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 where I'm trying to get with it. Tweeted after this was was like all all those years of me getting into arguments with friends where I said that a kid was better than Nash. And now feel like they're all for nothing because because uh, now we got Nash and Kidd also totally burned the franchise with the way that he exited. Well, how's that like like. Jake is a despicable dude. We, I think we yeah. talked about it on a pod before. Oh yeah, he, he is. He, he was a despicable dude in in Dallas, but 
but he's our despicable dude, right? That's like that's that's how that's the point of view that you have to take with Kyrie. That's the point of view that, of view that you got to take with Jason Kidd. And if the guys were hiring Jason Kidd, like the the old regime, Billy King and those guys, they should have known that that was what was coming for them because, um, you know, it's what Jason Kidd has done throughout his whole career. He, Jason Kidd is the guy who sat on the bench and forced the trade because he said he had a migraine. And, and, you know, all those things being said, you're not getting that with, with uh, Steve Nash. You're getting a stand-up dude, a dude that has relationships with players throughout the, 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 the league. And then the most important thing, I think, to this hiring is not really the players we have. We have Kyrie. We have KD. You know, Sean Marks, if he really was understood how his, what his power is, he's like, you know what? He could tell Kyrie and KD, your futures as legends is going to be decided in Brooklyn. And you two need to stop being assholes. Um, and, 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 and let's get, let's go get this thing. Um, he could, but he, that's not the way he operates. That's not, that's not who he is. And so he, he bought the ultimate kind of linchpin kind of guy, like the guy who would, who, who's gonna bring it all together where the consensus could be had and where there's, you know, there's a, you know, one leader on the, on, on, on the bench and and it, I I I got to give it a, a a ten out of ten in hirings, man. Like this this guy, you know I I I had mentioned it a few times. I said that Steve Nash on Twitter should be. I said it to Steve Nash on Twitter, um, or or something like that. He was training with D Will. I mean, training did D Will. He was training with D Low, and. He was working D'Lo out at HSS, and someone had shared um, pictures of it. I think it might have been Puccio or something like that. And I was like, that guy should be the Nets head coach. But I never thought it was the way he wanted to live his life. Um, And and it also satisfied another big part. Do you know know what the other big part? Are you guessing where I'm going with this, Sam? The, 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 The other thing they were able to accomplish with all of this. Uh, I I'm wondering if it's about keeping Jacques as lead assistant. Exactly. You're yeah. brilliant, man. You should become like a lawyer or something. You should go to law school. I have my best. <laughs> so that fucking guy is um happy he's back. Is is was important, man. Jacques Vaughn was important and it was he was important for a couple of things and the reason why I thought he would get the job is you know we've talked about it all and and it, and I think all of it holds true if you look at the way they leaked news yesterday with all of this Jacques Vaughn officially interviews for the job everybody was impressed we think he's amazing we think he's a head coach caliber type of guy it's because they knew since yesterday that they were hiring um, the guy that you know, they were hiring Steve Nash, the guy that makes this whole thing kind of work. But when you keep Jacques Vaughn, you keep continuity. You keep te- you keep an experienced head coach on the on as an assistant. And I, I feel bad for Jacques in the sense of, you know, he's uh right now he's kind of looking like a, a bridesmaid and, and and never a bride, even though he, 
he was a bride before all of these guys, if, if bride is the coach. <laughs> but but um, you get to do that, and Sean Marks get to keep some uh, an important feature that's important to him and important to the players on the team, which is continuity. And, um, you know, players are always ready to just fuck it all up and change. But Sean Marks, what he what he was able to do was keep the guys they hired to get the guys they wanted. Um, I'm not going to say Harrington was hired solely. I don't want to. I think Harrington's a good coach. I think he's good for the team. I think he's a good for the Brooklyn community. So I I like that guy a lot. He shares. He's he shares his family. I think he's awesome. Um, he wasn't just hired to bring KD, but getting KD was an important part of the hire. You know, when he came, it was like, oh shoot, the Nets hired K- Kevin Durant's personal shot instructor or whatever he was. And you saw him rise up to the ranks uh, through the ranks of uh, of the Nets and become an important figure. So by keeping Jacques Vaughn, you keep the rest of the coaching staff. I don't see uh, uh, Nash going out there and getting, you know, or or making too many alterations to the coaching staff. Sean Marks gets his continuity. Kevin Durant and Kyrie keep, gets to keep the guys that they wanted on the bench before they got here. They stay. And the team's structure and overall way they they run their system doesn't change that much because Nash is a small ball guy. Nash knows this offense inside and out. Look, man, this is a pretty good hire. You got anything bad you could say about it? <laughs> No, I mean, honestly, like, I I think a lot of coaching hirings at this point, a lot of it is about, um, like, who's got who's got leverage when they come into a situation. And so I, I stupidly thought, to be honest, that I thought Kenny, for example, had brought had brought in so much goodwill mm-hmm. that it was going to be hard for the superstar guys to kind of knock him out because he had just this firm base of like New York writers and fans and, and the whole NBA coaching landscape that really loved what Kenny was doing. Mm -hmm. But like, first of all, as we've agreed, I think Kenny ended up not doing that great of a job towards the end. And also it was clear that like his juice wasn't as strong as we thought. And what's interesting is like when I look at someone like Nash and obviously things change and we've seen people's reputations swing up and down, like, uh, like a swing set, the mm-hmm. the like Nash is coming in t- as this as as the head coach of of our Brooklyn Nets with as basically as high of an approval rating as you can humanly have in basketball circles. Like you're talking about a guy who is phenomenally well liked by legitimately everyone. Who beyond the only thing he doesn't have going for him is that he won a championship, but like that's not even brought up that much about, about him anymore because he's. Yeah. So because he's so well liked and so like Katie and Kyrie, I don't even think have as much like I'm happy that they brought him in because A, it shows that they A, it shows that they want him and B, it also shows that they're OK with the amount of um, support that Nash just has by like name recognition and by his honestly his clout and his status alone, because the truth is that like. If Katie and Kyrie are being are being irritating, and I don't want to really group Katie into this because I think it's mostly Kyrie as as more of a a coach killer, more of a problem in the I, locker room. I don't think KD. Kyrie had any input on this hire. I, I, he may, yeah, maybe maybe he didn't, but I guess my thing is like even if Kyrie is being 
an asshole about this stuff. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't really he's not really gonna have that much support because the truth is is that like unless Nash is doing something that's fucking egregious, which I don't think either of us see happening, like people are gonna side with with uh with Nash. And Kyrie may have Kyrie may have come here with this whole like I'm coming home, I grew up a Nets fan, yada yada. But like this first season like was bizarre to say the least. I know he got hurt and I know his actual numbers were great, but it's not like the team had a great record when he was on the floor anyway. And like this team has a mandate to win and that's and a part of the way that that's going to happen is by them following whatever the hell Nash and the front office sees as the best way of get, of getting this done. Yeah, and and bigger than that, it's the 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 more important thing is that um you know you getting a, a person who's not going to create volatility inside of the organization. When you add another component to to your organization, you want to you want that person that you add on to take you higher, to make you do something better, more efficient, cheaper, yep. uh, wh- whatever it is. I'm I'm talking beyond um the the, the team. Uh, I'm talking about you know, and sometimes you can do that when it's a four-year rebuild. When it's a, I've got all these kids. I got to get them. I got to make them pros. I've got to add some 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 pieces. I got to install a whole new system. I've got to teach. That's that's volatility, and volatility always takes makes you take a step back. This allows the Nets to just keep going smooth. And and I I wanna I wanna address the the Atkinson firing because I heard something. That the person who told me didn't really want me to know, didn't really want to tell me anything. But I I just kept on saying that Kenny Atkinson was just bad at his job and that's why he had to go. And this person who isn't uh, uh, someone who can know, um, it's someone we all know too, <laughs> as Nets Twitter. But um, we were talking about it and he says, he says, you Kenny might have been a bad coach, but he didn't get fired for being a bad coach. He got fired because he stood up to Sean Marks and what Sean Marks basically was having him coach the same way the Yankees do. So the Yankees, they fired their traditional manager. Um, I, one of my favorite baseball managers ever. And I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm Joe Godley. Girardi. Yeah. Fire, fired Girardi. And, <laughs> And everybody was like, why? What? Like, I think we were more surprised Girardi uh, didn't come back than, um, you know, thinking that he needed to go. But what Cashman wants to be able to basically mail in or or, or, or send a paper plane down to, uh, uh, you know, whoever he has managing the team and for the team to be managed by numbers. That's not necessarily what the Nets do. Atkinson wanted to change the system up a little bit and him and Kevin, um, excuse me, him and um, Marks clashed. They, cl- they clashed about, uh, you know, how, how they, how they were going to fix this, the certain problems that the Nets have. And Marks was like, this is our philosophy. This is what we're doing. We're not changing. It's going to be all right. Wait for K- KD and Kyrie to come And And Atkinson hated losing. Atkinson thought he could do some things, make some changes from the structure that was being mailed down to him from the front office. And 
I'm starting to believe that theory. I'm starting to see that the person who's really beholden to how all of this, the, the way the Nets work and the way the Nets play, I'm starting to realize that it's really Sean Marks. And so what Sean Marks gets with the Steve Nash hiring, he gets the continuity of the team still being able to play in the system that he believes will take us to the promised land. And um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I, I Again, I don't have any real evidence. This is just me talking hoops with someone that I, I, I trust and, and think he knows the Nets like that. And um, I, I got to say that the what we've seen in the bubble and everything else kind of kind of agrees with that. Uh, what, what say you, Sam? So, you know. You know, you complimented me earlier on my intelligence, and I got to say, I think the I think the Aaron Boone Girardi transition is honestly like completely spot on, and I think it's interesting because, and, and for a couple reasons why I think it's a great point is because, like Girardi wasn't Girardi wasn't fired as you mentioned with what you were saying about Atkinson because he was a bad coach. Girardi was fired as you mentioned because he wasn't as he wasn't as into the the um, the analytic framework, and he also wasn't as much of a player's coach in a time when like the the computers and the numbers and basically like if a if a manager can uh help out with player relationships that's mm-hmm. basically the crux of the job it's not as much anymore about when, when should we put in extra leaf pitcher because based off a of gut feeling or whatever and i think similarly with with atkinson like this like as much as me and you may have had some issues with a lot of his with a lot of his lineups, mm-hmm. like hashtag like free Kuruks and stuff like that, like right. he he was. I mean, it's clear right now that this team is under a mandate to win, and not only is it under a mandate to win, it's under a mandate to win in a way that the superstar players, which however they got to the point they got to, the transition that Marks has made since getting this job has been insane and it's astounding and i think it honestly should be getting even more props than it does because the the nets were at the bottom of the barrel generally and to be in the spot to me is just crazy and look like he he's he's not going with necessary he basically knows and i think we all kind of agree Mm -hmm. that this league is a superstar league and it's a league that's dominated by do you have the most talent and the nets have a ton of talent and the way to do this is by making sure that the talent is put in places both mentally in their in their in their heads and also on the floor like physically that they're in a place to to win and that's like and that's honestly about it kenny might be a much better basketball developer and mine than nash's for all for all we know i have no idea just like girardi might know a a 50 times more about baseball than aaron boone but like at the end of the day if you need a different voice in there and if you need someone who's Look, Kenny, like as as we talked about, Kenny is this old school was this old school like CYO Catholic basketball dude that like had been working his entire life to kind of get to this point and felt like he wanted to run it a certain way once he got there. And I think Nash has got more of this as we've seen, like more of this West Coast relaxed, a little bit of like the Steve Kerr vibe. I don't think it's a coincidence that he was a consultant for the Warriors for the last couple of years, like. This is, I mean, this is, I, I think this makes sense, and I think it also helps. I mean, I know we spoke a little bit off air. I think it helps that Nash is also, like, a really progressive guy who, like, in what I've seen in his comments about social social justice and stuff like that, I think that speaks to a lot of players. Right. I think a lot of Nets fans, including myself included, um, 
thought and would have been happy to see the Nets um, hire an African-American coach. And I think Nash, well, obviously not that, is is someone who I think does speak to players, including the new younger players. I mean, being like a – I mean, I know he's like a, he was a mentor to R.J. Barrett and stuff like that. That's his so, godfather. Yeah, it's his godfather. So, like – so I think it's – I think it's um, I think it's overall really interesting. Look, the only thing that any of us could really say from a critique perspective is like the dude's never done it before, and who the hell knows how he's going to go. Like, I mean, right? Like Magic Johnson became a coach and was not cut out for it. But I mean, I, I like that Nash has also taken a bunch of years away from the game. I think this, I think this, um, I think this could be really good. But like, it's also look, there's a ton of change, as you mentioned, which I think is like the best point so far. Is like this team has also had an obscene amount of change every single year and going from this current year to what we're about to have in 2020, 2021 is also going to be a lot of change. You're going to have a new coach. You're going to have probably new, some new people on the staff, some same, some different, whatever it is. And like, who knows what the roster is going to look like, but I mean, that's going to be the, that's going to be the toughest thing is like how quickly can everything gel together, especially during a pandemic. Oh yeah. And and then it's like it's it's the trust factor too. If we're gonna do this, if we're gonna ramp up really fast and just go into a season and have the, a lot of times the trust factor has to be built. And at some point, something happened where somebody very very key to the organization stopped trusting um, Kenny Atkinson, and it cost him his job. And whether that be Sean Marks, whether that be the players or whatever, I I don't buy into that. You know, Kyrie and KD didn't want him anymore, and they got rid of him. I think that's bullshit. I think, I think if you're Kyrie and KD, that's the last thing that you want for your brand. And these are two brand conscious guys. Like, like, uh, and we could talk about that a little bit at the end of the of the pod. But, um, th- these guys weren't gonna coach kill in a year that they weren't gonna even really play anyway. This whole thing came from Marx and, and ownership. Um, uh, there, there's a very high possibility that the owner doesn't like, didn't like what he saw. That that is very possible as well. That's what I believed. I, I believe that you're watching your new toy. Um, uh, it's kind of it's kind of like my wife. You know, we're we're redoing our brownstone. And when you're doing a gut renovation, you either come out the other end, a happier family or a divorced family. <laughs> and, you know, I've watched my wife in her new kitchen just basically sit on the floor and just want to play with the new stuff that's in it. New closet. I want to put new shelves. I want to do this. Now, kind of different from me. I'm I'm just happy that the house looks nice. I'm happy the house is, is starting to look uh uh, a little bit better, um, yeah. uh, but uh, the 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 for my wife, this is playing real life dollhouse. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know what I mean. And I think I think this owner wants to play with his new toy. I think he wants to, you know, he doesn't want to rock the boat. I think he wants to trust. He he's been around as a as as a you know uh, minor uh, shareholder before, and he now wants to be at the controls of this thing. So at first I thought very much he was the catalyst for that coaching change. But if you're an owner of a basketball team and you could say, and, and, and that's the other thing I, I, I I can't remember exactly why, 
but there's something Canadian about Josiah. I forgot about how what the Canadian <laughs> connection is. I know he's he's raised here or maybe he came from there and I, I don't know. But there is some kind of Canada connection. While I'm talking, maybe you could look that up. Um now Steve Nash is his fucking head coach. When he's sitting around with his billionaire friends, he's like, Yeah, you know, we just got rid of this other guy. Yeah, he is partially Canadian. Exactly, and the you basically now hired the greatest Canadian, the Canadian Michael Jordan, right? You've put him in. You've you've basically now made him your head coach. So this is this makes everyone in terms of trust kind of just sink in, and now now it's just it allows for talent to do what it has to do, and you don't have to think about any of that other stuff. And and again, like I don't think you're not going to hear this type of coverage from anybody else, but the front office will, will will give it to you raw. And the reality is you now have a coach that could tell Kyrie to shut the fuck up. Jacques Vaughn, as much as I think Sean Marks wanted to, all of the leaks to the press of how well he did in his interview, they handle Jacques Vaughn with kid gloves. And I've been telling you guys for a while Jacques Vaughn isn't going anywhere, and he's not going to get screwed out of this job. I thought he was going to get the job because he's best friends with Sean Marks. Popovich wasn't coming here partly because, and I think deep down inside, Sean Marks wants to run his team. I think he wants to rule this 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 thing. I think he wants to be the guy. And the moment your mentor comes in, you're no longer the guy. He may be on the bench. He may work for you. But... R.C. Buford doesn't tell uh, uh, Popovich what to do. So that's I don't think that's what he wanted either. I, I thought Aime Udoko had a better jo- chance of getting the job versus um, um, uh, uh, Popovich. And I, I told everyone that that wasn't going to happen. Popovich was not going to take the opportunity from a player, his former player, that he loves like a son. The reason why Jacques Vaughn got a, was one of the first people to get a job off of uh, Popovich's coaching tree is because Popovich made him get the job. Popovich believed in Jacques Vaughn's character as a player and leadership ability as a player. And we've been able to kind of see that with some of these behind the scenes talks that Vaughn is having. You could see why Popovich loves him so much. There was no way Popovich was coming here to take that job from from uh from Vaughn. So now um being able to to fast forward to where we are uh uh today um you now have a guy that doesn't make Jacques Vaughn feel like oh you hired Ime Udoko over me or or passed over. He gets to cont- give the con- con- the team continuity that it needs. So the technical ability of being a coach like you know, Nash doesn't know how to run a, a set a a a, a calendar for for uh, off season training, uh, but he's got he's got um Vaughn for that, and it, it just it's just a perfect kind of like it's it's symmetric. It fits together. I don't I like honestly the I the only fear I have is just you know just one player physically not being able to do it anymore. I think the only thing that could stop the Nets is injuries. And I 
and I trust this guy. So the coach thing, man, I, I, I ten out of ten for me, man. Like, I, I, I got to give Mark's credit. This was shrewd. I, 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 I've said it before that I thought um, Nash should be our coach, and it's crazy that. Uh, yeah, it's an amazing prediction. I mean, I mean, like this was totally held on. I mean, it's not like this was a rumor that you stuck onto. This was totally under wraps, and you were, and you thought that it was going to be a. Uh, uh, <laughs> you thought was you thought would be a good idea and that's literally i mean they basically said in a couple of the articles that i read today i think woge and pooch have both been on it and uh it basically seems like once atkinson was fired in march this was kind of the guy that they wanted like more than it was basically him and pop and i think it quickly became kind of more of a nash game than a pop game yeah i'll, I'll give you some inside baseball back in the day <laughs> You could get information out of ticket sales guy back in the Billy King days. Like guys who were selling tickets would tell me, look, man, I'm trying to sell you courtside seats. <laughs> You're going to love this team that's coming. But I've got to be real with you because I don't want you calling me back and being mad. Darren <laughs> Williams is out of here. How the, <laughs> fuck did the, how the fuck did ticket sales guys know? That Darren Williams was out of here, and why would he be willing to let the most insane Nets Twitter guy <laughs> know that you're getting rid of rid of Darren Williams? Like, and and you could that place leaked like a sieve, but the yeah. moment Sean Marks got in there, it's the leak stopped. Nobody knew anything, and no, nobody could guess anything. So you really had to kind of just be on the fringe of finding out stuff and 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 again i'm not like i'm I'm not woes or nothing i just live in brooklyn i just have some of their friends as my former clients and that circle of friends talk there's shit that people know in, in that world that i'll never know i'll never be privy privy to it but i'm lucky enough to get these little tidbits of information nash never was spoken by anybody Nobody was talking about it. The only way that I thought of Nash as as somebody was just from one video of watching him at HSS coaching uh 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 D'Lo. And and I it just like again, it it all comes back to there needs to be one boss, there needs to be one leader. That gets confusing when you have superstars who didn't grow up or didn't develop underneath that leader. It's not a Phil Jackson and Kobe type of relationship. It's and even that wasn't you know, Kobe didn't grow up underneath um, um Phil Jackson. I think he started with Dell Harris and, a, and maybe another coach outside of that. But still, young Kobe learning how to win one with before he became a megastar, one with hit with Phil Jackson and he listened to Phil Jackson going forward. Same thing with Jordan. It's hard to plug in a coach unless, you know, he's one of these Svengali coaches that basically just comes into the organization and, and, and flips it around. Yeah. But um but this is a this is just a tremendous hire, man. Like he 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 plugs in, he relates, he gets the respect. Um, the only thing that the only thing I would fault him for is the, just not having the championship pedigree, not playing for a coach who can do it. Um, but from what I'm seeing in these playoffs, uh, you know, it's it's really just more about can it can the other team stop you? I haven't seen much defense. In, in, yeah, no, 
I think I think that's a great point. I actually think it also goes into the other topic that we were going to like discuss even in part obviously we'll go more in depth as the off season ends up coming up. But like there's I mean there's also this element of luck. Like Nash is Nash played for um he played for D'Antoni obviously for most of his career and a little bit for Alvin Gentry at the end. And then he obviously was um was a consultant for the Warriors with Kerr and Kerr got a lot of his coaching chops from a lot of different people whether that's like that's Phil right. Jackson whether that's uh, Popovich whoever that's right. and it'll be interesting to see what Nash what Nash's coaching philosophy is because I think I mean look Nash as we all know and is probably even as me and you have probably done in defending Jason Kidd mm. Nash was not someone who valued defense a lot so it looks like I, I would assume that Nash that the, the Nash Nets will probably double down a bit on offense. As oh, we're we going to beat the brakes off of teams. I, I, there's there's there is no inclination that from any of the players that that Sean Marks have bought in or thought about bought, bringing in. Like I'm watching these Heat games and I'm watching how you know Pat Riley built a team specifically yep. to stop. Giannis. Yep. You know, people's like, oh, Jay Crowder is a small forward. Jay Crowder is built like he just got home from jail. Jay, <laughs> Jay Crowder looks like all he did was read one Malcolm X book and pump iron for 12 years and came out here like, you know, and, and he's bullying <laughs> um, uh, between him, Butler, and, and, um, and, uh, not, uh, Say it for me. I'm sorry. Out of, what? Out of, out of bio. Out of, excuse me. Bam. <laughs> because of Bam, they're they're able to play this way, and then they have all these centers that come off the 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 bench as well, so they could play big, they could play small, they could. They put a team together that can corral uh, uh, Giannis, and now you've got uh, uh, us. Who it, it, the team that they're building is not about corralling anybody. It's about yeah. that you cannot stop us. Now, I don't know if that's going to work. But I do feel a whole lot better watching Giannis and going, He, I bet he wish he had KD's jumper in the mid-range so he could just stop when they make that picket fence that's trying to stop him from getting the basket. Wow. I bet he wish he had KD's jumper. I, I bet he wish he could... He he could do a step back right there, and 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 or that his three point de- demanded the respect that they can't play this cheap defense that they're playing against the Bucks. So if the philosophy is fuck defense, <laughs> we got the right coach, <laughs> we've got the right players, and we've got the right firepower to just make it where guys are the Nets are just gonna come out and just beat the breaks off of teams and I, I i'm here for it you know what i'm not gonna fight it until i until i watch it on the court and see it not work i can't really say i've, I've had my trepidations but just get ready to see 150 point games i guess <laughs> my question for you is do you think like all right so you're so you've been and this is not even to bring up uh an anthony davis conversation because I, I also think until whatever happens to the lakers we're gonna have no idea but like do you think that look like Nash has spent a ton of time like working out with 
working out with Levert, as you mentioned, working out with Dinwiddie. I think Levert and Dinwiddie are also Zilo. two guys. I, I they, don't think I've ever seen him working with Dinwiddie. I think I, last time I saw sorry, him. Sorry, sorry, but, like, we definitely know. I mean, I've, like, seen the videos of him working. I mean, there were videos of him working out that one summer with KD, Kilpatrick, and Levert. Yeah, yep. And, like, and so I'm, I mean, I'm curious because, I mean, like, Nash seems like the type of guy that's going to obviously want to play a, a, a very offensive up-tempo type game and I think he's going to like having a lot of different guards because I think it's just a lot of different tools in the toolbox and I'm wondering if in your uh in your mind do you think the hiring of Nash changes at all what they're going to do this offseason because to be honest like I see the hiring of Nash and also from what I've just like heard and like I don't like I don't know if they're gonna I don't know if they're gonna sign a or or, or try to trade for a third star I think they're gonna I think like this is why I've kind of been a little lukewarm on on them making a big move because it just I like I don't know how much it makes sense and I think like Marx is going to want to see all the guys together and if he can make a trade in whenever the new trade deadline is it obviously won't be in February it'll be in April or whenever like I think he'll do something I think he'll do something then but I like I don't know I I think Sam? I see that. I see them running out. Um, you, you you may call me very naive. I see oh, them kind of running out the basically Sam, the. the I'm going to answer that. Yeah. Hold on, let me cut you off. I'm going to answer that and how that how Nash's uh, uh, relates to Anthony Davis in the second part of this episode. So Beautiful. we're going to come back. <laughs> Wrong sound effect. We're going to come back. And we're going to answer that on part two. So y'all just click over to the next one. And I'm going to tell you how Nash is a part of this Anthony Davis thing and how that whole thing fits together. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com Internet for details.